So I heard your podcast and I heard, you know, how you were talking about the entities. And I found that very, very interesting. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people I haven't heard to that extent. Like you touched on some things that really resonated with me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is the most fascinating thing about a high dose experience for me. Just like being able to connect with other beings like you don't even know what kind of realms they are in or like are they a part of your consciousness there's just so many questions I have but <laughs> I mean right. that's what that's why we bring these people on who can you know share their experiences so we can try to put some things together so yeah I'm going to introduce you real quick guys today I'm here with Edward Crow. he is an internationally published American photographer director music business executive and an artist manager for Yellow Wolf, Tony Martinez, Pretty Shy, and Hecto, as well as the general manager for the brand Slamerican. Impressively balancing all of those things, he has also been a serious psychonaut for a very long time now. So today we're going to talk all about his high-dose psilocybin experiences, navigating the mushroom realm, and how it has changed his life for the better. Edward, I'm so glad you reached out to me. We actually had a fun email thread going because we were both very intrigued over each other's uh, interviews on the Psychedelic Spotlight podcast. So shout out to them. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. Yeah, I'm so excited. So first of all, we all know that, you know, the thought of taking a high dose of mushrooms is terrifying for a lot of people. I mean, they won't even touch a microdose. So can you explain what the purpose is for taking this amount and what you expect to get out of the experience? Well, I'll start by saying I'm scared of my next high dose trip right now. (laughs) I'll start Uh, there. But, you know, it's it's something that people say, you know, I'm afraid. And I said, well, I am too. But that's part of the process, I think, Mm -hmm. is overcoming that fear, confronting that with the courage, you know, and, um, and entering into that journey to where you can, it's like holding a mirror to your own uh, own psyche, you know, and it's like your face to deal with things and process trauma or I believe in like generational trauma, maybe trauma that I didn't personally experience. Mm-hmm. It's in my DNA that I have to cleanse out before I pass that on, you know, but um, as far as going into a high dose, why, you know, it originally started for me. I I'd bought a bunch of mushrooms way back. This is probably almost 15, 20 years ago now. Bought a bunch of mushrooms and I thought that, you know, I could sell them to people. I thought that I could make a profit. I learned real quick. And this before it was a spiritual experience to me. I didn't understand, wasn't informed at all. And um, I learned real quick that people don't come back for mushrooms. It's not something that you make profit on. And then I learned very quickly after that, it's not something that you want to make money on. You know what I mean? It's something that it became a spiritual experience. And the first experience I had, I split about a almost an ounce between me and a friend of mine and we made mushroom <laughs> tea. Yeah, it was a lot. It was it That's was a, a lot. lot. And yeah, we uh, I ended up getting sick. We were watching Apocalypse Now and I went to the bathroom to get to get sick. And when I turned around to leave the bathroom, I saw what looked like an Indian goddess dancing in this, it was like a, a clear hole in reality opened up and I could see this Indian goddess dancing and her dance was so perfect that it was like pistons in an engine, right? Like there was no flaw in her rhythm whatsoever. And it was, it felt like telepathic communication. I wanted to go in there and, and explore. 
And she let me know telepathically that if I went through this, that I would die here. And the minute that I felt the fear from the idea of dying here, the whole thing just vanished. It went away. And that was the end of that. But that's the very first time I realized there was more to this. And since then, it's, you know, I've had a ton of high dose. The highest I've ever done was 20 grams. And it's not for everybody, but I think that sometimes I go into the mushroom trip more frequently when I'm not in a good place. Mm -hmm. I know people say, don't, don't go into this space when you're in a bad place, make sure you're in a good vibe. And I agree with that, you know, for, for beginners and, and people who aren't familiar with this. But after a while, it becomes, it becomes something that helps you through these situations in life. Definitely. So that's, that's my reason. I mean, therapy, at the end of the day, therapy and consultation is why I go into high-dose mushroom journeys. You know, my bottom dose, obviously outside of a microdose, the bottom dose that I take when it's time for a ceremony is a nine gram. And that's because that will force me to purge. A lot of people talk about not liking the nausea that comes with that and, you know, figuring out ways to mask that nausea or completely avoid it. I prefer to embrace it. If I don't get sick, I know it sounds unpleasant. It, it's kind of gross, but I feel like you're purging when you're, when you're getting that up. It's things that need to come out, possible blockages. And even, even the gagging part and things like that are like getting out maybe spiritual blockages. And you know what I mean? It's, it's a purge and it's important. So that's my use. I, I use these things now more as a, a sacrament and, um, and more as a religious, not religious, I'm sorry, spiritual tool. I'm sitting in a cemetery right now, and I just saw the a sculpture of uh, Mary and religious popped in my head. But um, anyway, it's it's a spiritual sacrament, you know, and it's something it's it's beautiful and it's incredible, and it allows you to tap into Mother Earth or whatever it is that's bigger than us. And I don't claim to know who that is or what that is. Wow, that's beautiful. I mean, you know, high dose ceremonies are definitely not for everyone, but at the same time, this is. It's like you have to go through the fear to be able to unlock parts of you that you might have never known. And it's like that risk you have to take. Like, are you willing to, you know, completely forget about who you are and just throw yourself into this new world and be communicated with by other entities and just feel a way you've never felt before? Like, it's a hard experience. It's it, it can be kind of traumatic, like not going to lie, like. It right. is scary. And then once you've had that experience, the next time that you go into it, you can already feel your body getting nervous for you because it, expanding your consciousness, especially that fast with, you know, the mushrooms, it can just like throw you into a, like a loophole. Right. Um, it's a lot to process and your body like needs time to catch up to that. So integration is very very important just because you have all these lessons come through and you see these cool things or anything it doesn't mean anything unless you're able to sit down with it and process it and understand what this means to your life i agree and that was very well put i like how you put that thank you thank you so how do you prepare for taking a high dose That's so something I'm, I'm very i'm very very specific in my preparation so I like to to hold the mushrooms. First of all, I like to meditate beforehand. I like to do all I can to eat healthy that day specifically. You know, fruits and vegetables, things like that, a lot of water to try to put good things into your body. 
Um, I like to hold the mushrooms and stake my intention, whether it's the tea or the mushrooms, I'll hold them and stake my intention and, you know, make it clear that, you know, seeking counsel with non-physical entities, I want to make it clear that I'm only looking to come in contact with positive non-physical entities because when you're playing in these realms or navigating through these realms, I believe it is possible to encounter evil or or dark, dark is probably a better word, dark non-physical entities that could be harmful to you, you know? So I prepare in that way by, I wouldn't say a prayer, but more of like a, you know, I like to speak to the mushroom. I like to say I enter this journey with love for the mushroom and respect for all creatures. I enter this journey with respect for all creatures and love for the mushroom. And then, you know, I'll go on into whatever my intention is for that specific ceremony. I believe intention is very, very, very important when you're going in high dose. You know, it's important to know what it is you're going in for and and what your goal is, you know, even if that's just to explore and, and to receive consultation or I feel like over time I've built a relationship specifically with the spirit of the golden teacher mushroom, like that mushroom specifically, like I I try other ones here and there and, you know, it's a fun experience or whatever, but it's nothing like the golden teacher for me. You know, it's interesting. I actually have been trying uh, true albino teachers. So it's like Mm -hmm. a mix of that. And I also feel a connection with that. I mean, with that specific strain, but I feel like I can communicate with it in a way like it can you know bring through messages for me and that other mushrooms haven't so side note (laughs) right yeah absolutely it's like there's been like you said there's certain mushrooms where i mean i've taken 14 grams and almost felt nothing and the guy beside me took them and and is you know losing his mind but i definitely feel like i've formed this relationship and then sometimes based on that relationship if I have what you might refer to as a bad trip or it got too heavy or got a little too dark, I don't want to stay away from the mushroom. It makes me want to come back as quick as possible. Obviously, like you mentioned, you want to integrate. You know, it's important to integrate. Like, I don't want to jump back in the next day. That's not the proper way to deal with it. I like to take some time, integrate, but I'm anxious to get back to the mushroom and either, you know, fix what it was that I was revealed to me or, you know, show that I've I've worked on what it is that I learned in that quote unquote bad trip, you know? So I think it's, mm-hmm. it's important to, uh, to go back, you know, and not run from it. I think this is a gift. Definitely. It is definitely a gift for our consciousness. And, you know, talking about the respect aspect, like, wow, the amount of respect I have for the mushroom is like, I will stare at it and just like, thank it for everything it's about to show me. And I know that it's going to give me the experience I need every single time. And I feel so connected to it in a way that when I see other people not take it as seriously or joke around and you're like, oh, I'm going to take this much. And they're like laughing and eating it. And I'm like, this is not how it's supposed to be. Literally, one of my trips I had with my friends, I was, you know, getting sucked into like another dimension while they were over there, like laughing about how much they're going to take. And I, and it honestly made me want to throw up because I was like, this is not what you're supposed to do at all. This is not a joke. This is serious work. And it made me realize I'm not doing it with other people ever. <laughs> like at right. least what, one person that 
is very, very connected with me and will be in a safe environment. But, you know, especially when you build this like sensitivity to it, when you know you can like cross this other side, it becomes very hard to like stay here. Right. Because it wants to open you up more. It knows you're capable of being there and being open to receive. So it will just like bring more things to you. Right. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm big on if I, I've gotten to a point where over the last couple of years, I've gotten to a point where if I do a ceremony with anyone at all, it's only one other person. I don't do threes. I just, like you said, I go to a place that's so deep in my own mind that I start to feel like maybe if I'm with someone who's less experienced, it's my job to make sure they're okay. Yes. And I'm not in a place oh. where I can really do that. You know what I mean? So if I'm if I am doing this with someone, I like to do it with someone who's experienced enough to understand there's going to be a period of time where we mind our own business, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. So that's like, that's a big one for me. Having the, the anxiety of being in a trip and having to take care of other people, especially like if you're very empathetic and like you're like, you know, I need to make sure you're good and you're good. Oh, it'll just amplify your anxiety for no reason. Like, you're supposed to take this and just like go into your own mind and realm and not have to worry about other people. So if you're like taking a high dose, especially for the first time, definitely make sure, you know, you're with a person that can watch over you or you're not having to take care of people. So. Absolutely. And sometimes I'll, I'll take people who who, you know, I care for and they they need this experience and are willing to do this experience. And I let them know that. I'm going to just sit for you. I'm going to make sure you're good. I'm going to help you navigate this experience, but I'm not going to partake. You know what I mean? I might take a, a small micro dose or something just to be on the frequency or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's your favorite way of like consuming all these mushrooms, especially in the high doses? High dose, I like to do tea just because obviously, I mean, anything past like, seven grams, eight grams, it's hard to continue to eat without mm-hmm. gagging. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't know if it's because of the taste or if it's because your body knows what you're in for, but yeah, I definitely yeah. prefer making a tea. Yeah, you same. Know? I'm a big tea fan because every time I've tried to mix it in with a smoothie or eat with it, it does not hit the same. Like, Or it takes a really, really long time to go through my system. Um, but tea instant it's like it just gets through you especially if you don't eat anything that's a big thing like you know keeping your stomach empty mm-hmm. that day and then taking it because if there's food already blocking it you know it's not going to go through your digestive system um, right and especially you might throw up so you don't want to have a lot of food in your system because it's just going to be a little more gross <laughs> right exactly yeah now that's that's and, my favorite approach to you know every now and then i'll I'll eat them and if I'm on a hike or something and not going as high dose, like there's a there's a spot up here I like to go to called Mount Leconte in Tennessee. And uh, you know, I usually do about four grams to do that hike. You have to be careful because there's there's actual oh. cliffs you can fall over and stuff. <laughs> Yo, that's yes. scary. I I can't do I can't like even leave my house if I'm gonna have like a big dose. I mean, everyone has different sensitivities to it, but especially first time stay in your house and have a bathroom nearby so you know you're safe Um, because I get really like loose and like glued to my bed I don't want to move so exercise or just like walking would be a lot of work 
Absolutely. No, it's, it was crazy. The last time I went with one of my, one of my partners, we, uh, we were going to eat them on the way down because that's easier. It's a five mile hike up. And he just looked yeah. back at me and said, man, I have this, I have this feeling we need to eat them right now. So we did. And that turned into a whole, you know, with like 30 pound packs on your back, hiking up a oh. five miles up a mountain was, was pretty insane. But yeah, I usually stay, if I'm in the house, I put an air mattress in the bathroom and, you know, obviously clean everything real nice before I go into this, but yeah. I'll put an air mattress in the bathroom and like pump it up to where it, it kind of goes around everything and, and stay right there for the entirety of the journey. Yeah. Safety is, you know, number one priority for sure, because you don't like the fun part is you have no idea where you're going to end up. Like you don't know if, you know, you're going to close your eyes and be in another world or if it's going to pop up in front of you. And, you know, it can be very dangerous. And that's why you know people are like, oh, you shouldn't legalize mushrooms because, you know, everyone's going to trip and then jump out their window or some shit. I'm like, well, you know, most of the time it like makes you like glued to wherever you are. And you don't really want to move. So, I mean, you know, just be in a safe place. Yeah, high dose is like you go in a trance, you know, like I don't yeah. I don't want to stand up for anything. Like I just want to lay on my air mattress and, and relax, you know, go right. to that realm. I prefer the darkness. Like I prefer to be, mm. I feel like you get a lot of, uh, it's, it's a different thing when you go within. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. For sure. So when you get nervous, like going into these trips, how do you calm your mind down so you can have a good trip? I like to, I mean, when I'm nervous, I just, first of all, the meditation usually helps me break through the nervousness. And I mean, I've had times, so, so there's been two different kinds of times. So I've had times where like at two in the morning, one morning or two in the morning, one night I was, uh, I had this strange feeling that I needed to do mushrooms and it was like a Tuesday and I had to go to work the next day. Oh, and, and I was like, Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping right now. So I rolled over and tried to sleep more. And I said, you know what? I really got to do mushrooms right now. So I did nine grams of mushrooms and it was one of the best journeys I've ever had. And I needed to know what it was I needed to know. And it was really strange timing. Like I said, there, there was no reason why I shouldn't pump that way. And I've also had other times where I fully prepared, got ready, was nervous all day. And then just there was things in the back of my mind, like kind of playing on repeat. And I'm like, you know what? I hate to bail out, but I'm getting the message that tonight's not a good night. You know what I mean? Everything's fine. But I just I'm, for some reason, I know that tonight I don't need to do this. I've done that a couple of times as well, because, you know, when you're playing with a high dose like that, it's it can get really strange. You know, it can be really beautiful, but it can also if I get an inclination that is not a good idea. I don't do it. I listen to that gut feeling and I keep it moving. But as far as going in and how to deal with being nervous, the meditation helps me. And then just understanding, like, I just lay there quietly. And um, and I, I feel like there's an upload process. Like, sometimes my teeth will chatter. Like, I'm freezing cold. Oh, and I'll, God. I hate that. Yeah. And it's like, I'll yawn a lot. I'm sure that's very common. Everybody yawns a lot. But, you know, I get this part where it's like it's like the upload and then it gets to a point where the visions start and then I'll usually get sick. And after that, that's when when it really goes into like what I like to say, a mystical experience or something like that. But uh, and it's interesting, too. I don't know if you've ever experienced experienced this before, but sometimes when I try to speak out loud the ideas that I'm receiving or the things that I'm seeing, I'll gag and can't say I can't speak 
on what it is. It's almost like I'm not allowed to. You know, it's like it's like it's beyond linguistics. It's like, don't try to explain this right now. You can't. Yes, you know what I mean? Because yes. uh-huh. your brain's just like trying to process all this like input and trying to translate it in the moment can be really hard. And that's why I usually wait till after and then try to write everything down. If I remember what sucks is not remembering like some of the details. That is the worst thing. Like that is a nightmare. Like I don't want to forget, you know, but right. it's, it's happened before. And I don't know if this is the reason, but I didn't have music on. And the time where I was like in an even bigger trip, I had music on and I remembered every detail. So I don't know if that plays a role. That's um, interesting. But, yeah. Uh, but for calming down, like after my big breakthrough experience, the next time when I was ready to take a big dose again, I was so nervous because I had expectations. I expected that, you know, like some messages were going to be delivered to me. My life was going to change again, like all of these, you know, things. And um, I remember like holding the mushroom in my hand. It was like a twin. It was, there's two connected, a, a mutated penis and be mushroom. <laughs> and, you know, I was just preparing myself and I could feel my body already feeling like it's on a come up before I even ingested this. Wow. And, and um, I, I took it and I felt the shivers, which is like the worst experience. Definitely get a, a heating pad because mm-hmm. you can get so cold and nothing warms you up. Plus, you're like sweating and cold at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's so uncomfortable. Your body just freaks the hell out. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm nervous just laying in my bed. And suddenly, you know, the music changes to the most like uplifting, like soul leaving music. I can't even ex- describe, but I'm laying there filled with this love and peace and warmth. It literally felt like this mushroom was hugging me. Wow. And like opening my chakras, like I felt on the my crown and my heart, I felt like it was literally getting opened and there was just energy just like pulsing through me. And it was like, why were you scared? Like, <laughs> like you're literally meant for this. Like you are, you know, a child of the universe. Like we take care of you. We protect you. And you literally have nothing to fear. This is who you are. It's a part of you. And that was such a beautiful experience because I didn't even trip. I was just laying there just with those thoughts coursing through me and realizing that, yes, I don't have anything to fear. This is just an opening to my consciousness and I'm not going to like be destroyed with all these messages all the time, you know, like it's a slow process and you need time to incorporate all these things into your life. So that completely gained made me gain more respect for the mushroom because I was like wow this really has its own consciousness it has its own soul and it can interact with you in such a beautiful way absolutely now I love that and there's something that always comes to me almost every single time I take mushrooms is the words only exactly always and it's just it's like some some form of absolute um you know absolute ability and understanding that yeah, everything is okay. Like you said, you know, like there's this consciousness to these mushrooms and building this relationship has literally guided me throughout my life. Like I, I don't believe I'd be where I'm at today or who I am today if it wasn't for these mushrooms. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know? Like 
it's it honestly makes me so sad to even think about how they're people don't have access to it and i literally felt like the mushroom the soul that was speaking to me was literally like heartbroken over the fact that it couldn't have this relationship with humans that it once did i mean there's like the stone age uh stone ape theory and all this stuff that you know our early ancestors ate a lot of mushrooms and it helped you know catalyze our brain development and i truly believe we had a much closer relationship to the mushrooms and i mean they're the reason this like whole place like is functioning i mean fungi in general uh, mycelium how they you know literally recycle everything they talk with the plants and the fact that they can even talk to us that is insane like it's insane I, it feels like you're literally communicating with the soul of gaia the earth mm-hmm. like it's reminding you who you actually are and in I can't explain why why trips are the way they are, why all these images and random things come to you. But I truly believe we all have this. We're all connected with this one consciousness. And it's just a reminder of that. No, absolutely. And there's something you said in your episode referring to seeing something that was, I believe you said something like an ancient petroglyph or something that you saw in a trip. Something very similar to that happened to me. It sounds crazy, but my toilet had turned into this I think it's like the crocodile from the um, Teotihuacan, the Pyramid of Quetzalcoatl. But oh I didn't know it at the time when my when my toilet turned into this and this hallucination. You know, I thought it was hilarious. It was a funny part of the trip. <laughs> and then I visited this pyramid and literally seen what I saw my toilet turn into, chiseled into the temple of, Teo, um, wow. of uh, Quetzalcoatl. And that was crazy. And I heard you say something similar to that, and I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, the first, the second I broke into my uh, other realm, when I first broke through, I was just closing my eyes and I appeared in this golden temple with a bunch of beings sitting around these tables and they snapped their neck to look at me <laughs> the second I entered. And I was freaked out. I was barely there for like two seconds, but their image was scarred into my brain. They look like squished humans, big eyes, nose, no mouth. And I was wow. like, I have no idea what the hell that is. But, you know, I didn't think much of it. And then down the line, I was, you know, watching episodes of on Gaia because I, that's how I try to piece my answers together. And Gaia is like a spiritual Netflix. If oh, yeah, yeah. I like Psychedelica, all that. I know. Yes. Yeah, Gaia's good. <laughs> and um, one of the episodes was, was talking about, you know, these cave paintings made by the Australian Aboriginal people. And it dates back to about like 60,000 years. And when they showed these cave paintings, my jaw literally dropped. We had a little uh, network interruption there. But um, as I was saying, the beings that I saw in the cave paintings were known as the Wanginas which was the Australian Aboriginal people's like rain and cloud spirits or also like their creator gods. And I found it very crazy that I ended up in their temple, not knowing anything about them and just appeared there. So, Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And they were talking about how these people could have um, came down to earth and actually helped these people um, learn the ways of the world and how to run a society and all of these crazy things. So, like, I don't know. 
So that happened. How long of a period of time did it seem like you were in that? Four hours. Four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And See, I had. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying I had an experience one time where uh, I was I was given this shaman's cabinet from a tribe called the Yoruba tribe that my mother got from a museum. And uh, a lot of weird synchronicities happened in relation to me finding out more about this Yoruba tribe. And then when I got back from Europe, uh, from touring, I took a journey and I had left the mushrooms inside of this shaman cabinet, this Yoruba tribe shaman cabinet. I had never heard of them before, didn't know anything about it. And uh, it was interesting because I went to a place, I kind of laid back and it was about three seconds. It wasn't very long at all, but it was about three seconds. As real as I am in reality, I'm in right this moment. It was just as real. And I was surrounded by African people, what looked like African people with tribal clothing on. They all had, you know, buzz heads, no hair. And I was completely surrounded. And I I feel like I was either being born or dying. <laughs> and it was it was that impactful. It was that special. And I loved them and they loved me. And I believe it felt like another lifetime. It felt like I was there with them at such a crucial moment, like I said, either being born or dying. And since then, I've had a ton of synchronicities in relation to this Yoruba tribe. Then I found out later after doing some research that apparently Yoruba was started in Egypt. And again, you know, a lot of people have a love for Egypt. I have a really special place in my heart for Egypt. Went there in 2019 and uh, I got to see some things that apparently people don't get to see, you know, like the the temple of the Sphinx and and the statues of the kings that were beheaded, that the kings that the uh, pyramids were supposedly built for, you know, wow. Khufu. And, but anyway, it was, it was interesting in that hallucination. It was just as real as the reality I'm in right now, you know, and I felt like, I mean, that was definitely the most realistic beings that I've ever encountered. They were like the most familiar. They looked like, I mean, they were humans, you know, they weren't even like weird entities from somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, being, you know, breaking through into these realms, it feels so real. Like your consciousness literally went somewhere else. And even though you're in this body, you you close your eyes or even open them and you're somewhere else. And you're like, right. it's so crazy to think about. I think our consciousness is like a web in some way. It's just everywhere. And we're able to like change its location, even though it like doesn't really make sense. But the world doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's all random, and but also not random. It's very calculated and uh, uh, formulated in a way that I feel like there's a reason these entities come to us and show themselves in certain ways. They looked familiar to you and you felt a sense of belonging with them, that they could have been your, you know, past life or something of the sorts. Like, you know, that's a thing that comes up a lot in other people's experiences as well that they feel connected or um uh, like a past life type of um trip they have and even one of the entities that i met during my breakthrough it looked crazy i mean it was a humanoid body with a mushroom head but the second i looked into its eyes it felt familiar to me and it felt like i knew it and i i trusted this soul to just guide me and you know, after thinking a lot about it, I was like, what if this is my higher consciousness in this other realm existing as I'm existing? 
and it because it wow. knew everything about me it knew all of my desires my fears my things i needed to work on i mean it just laid it all out for me and said if you want all of this to come true you have to take your mission here seriously and i mean wow. yeah that's it's a lot to take in i mean you have this entity telling you that you know what you're doing is like fulfilling your soul contract and like but you have to work harder and you can't you know um be so human and be so comfortable that you have to go out of your comfort zone and it was like this crazy motivational speech from like a different version of me <laughs> that's incredible right that's like insane to think about and it lifted me up and gave me so much confidence that i really needed at that point in my life and it changed my life completely so you know having encounters with entities it's like it's not all fun and games it's like serious matter if they come to you there's always a more significant reason behind it right and i love i love that you said you saw the like a familiarity in their eyes like you've yeah. known them or, or know them from somewhere else you know this that's very interesting. I, uh, I heard something recently about, I went to, you obviously know who Terrence McKenna is, right? Mm -hmm. So I went to last week, I went to see his grave site. And uh, I think it's, I think they, I had a hard time pronouncing the whole time we were there. But I think it's Paonia is, is uh, the town in Colorado. And we went to his grave site. And then when we left, we kind of roamed around the town, went to a bookstore and I found this book. I thought it was interesting. It sounded like something he would say in his lecture, like people come to my grave and then they, they leave with this children's guide to astral projection. But that's what I ended up stumbling upon was just literally a children's guide to astral projection. And it, it was really cool, actually. It was like, a, like an elevator pitch to the idea of astral projection from what seemed like someone who's very knowledgeable on the topic. And in that, they explained now, whether you know it or not, in the astral realm, there's, you know, we might call it a guardian angel, a non-physical being. We, you know, I don't know what to call it, but I think it's all basically the same thing. But it sounds like that may be something that you bumped into or became familiar with. You know what I mean? Like they said that the key behind that is paying it attention and acknowledging that it does exist, you know, and it, it'll thrive. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean... Just the introduction of knowing that your consciousness can exist in like different forms and in different vessels. It's a lot to take in and it'll just it completely change your idea of this reality. I mean, shows you how powerful and divine our existence even is. I mean, to be able to have a higher version of you that can show you what your life is really like and like take down your ego because your ego is like the one thing that just like completely um like makes you a little bit delusional in a sense like you just right. think the craziest things about yourself when that's not who you really are like it creates your identity through like all your conditioning and the objects you have and you know it it's always doing the work to protect you but not right. in the best way all the time um and when we take you know, this, these psychedelics, they lift off this veil of the ego and you're able to see things for how they truly are. And that's why it's being studied so heavily for all these drug addictions, you know, depression, anxiety. It is such an insanely powerful medicine 
And that's why I, I am so passionate. I'm sure you're very passionate as well because it can literally change the way you see yourself and change the way you see your life. Absolutely. Change, change your whole life trajectory, like the yeah. path you're on and everything, like your mental state. I mean, I've to touch on what you said earlier, I've been to several temples around the world from Mexico to Egypt and pyramids and that type of thing. And I remember one specific trip that I had where I kind of configured my own pyramid complex in my mind. It was a combination of all the pyramids I'd been to. And I was flying through this place with no body. I didn't have a body. I was just like a, just like almost like the wind, you know? Yeah. But I had, I could see. And these pyramids, from from what I know, they don't exist. It was like the base of Chichen Itza mixed with Giza and a little bit of Teotihuacan and Valley of the Death. And it, it was crazy. It was like, you know, it was a non-physical, uh, I was, I, I had no body, basically. An astral realm. An astral realm. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it felt like. True. I think it's really, really powerful. And it's good that people are, are you know, tapping in and getting a clear understanding of this stuff. But I think what's important is kind of what we're doing right now. This is a form of integration. This is a form of becoming informed. Like they can be dangerous. So can alcohol. You know, it's like, it's knowing not to take them on the roof or on the interstate, you know, don't drive and approach these things with respect under the right circumstances. I mean, I was one of those people who didn't understand how to take them and I would take them at a party. And like I said, my first initial intention was to get them to sell them for profit. I didn't understand what I was playing with. And I'm thankful that that's what happened because if it wasn't, I wouldn't be here today. You know, I may have a completely different life if I didn't have that plan that day. And I think that's interesting. Yes. Uh, what is the most powerful lesson you have learned from the mushroom? I think the most powerful lesson I've learned from the mushroom is that the only thing from my perspective that matters in this life is is love, kindness, and figuring out how to make this world a better place than before I came through. And that's, I mean, everything else is superficial and slightly irrelevant. You know, like I know that we got to pay bills and we have to work and we got to do things in society to continue to function and not become homeless or move to the mountain and become a monk. But at the same time, you know, spreading kindness and, and doing what you can to to spread happiness and love people and love animals and love plants. I mean, that, that's really, it seems very basic and obvious, but that's the most powerful thing. It's, it's, it's reiterated and it's constantly reminded me. I mean, it's, it's helped me with like knowing to spend more time with family and be less concerned with other things, spend more time paying attention to the animals I love. You know, it's like, I mean, it sounds like some hippie stuff, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's really just taught me the most important things in life are love, kindness, and, and you know, helping change things for the better. You know, they've, they've done things like I used to, being on the road with artists and stuff, I would, I would party and drink a whole lot. And one of my intentions, probably five years ago now, was to get that under control. And now I can, I still can have a drink. I can have wine or beer or whatever. And, but the mushrooms have literally allowed me to still have that experience, but gain complete control of my life and know when to slow down, when to 
take it easy. And, you know, but at the end of the day, the most important lesson I've ever learned from mushrooms is like, I think the answer to life and like our reason for being here is to love and spread good energy at, at the basic level. Yes, I completely agree. I think that is also one of the most powerful lessons I have learned from the mushroom. And that is what it's really good at, just showing you that, you know, all we need to do is just spread this vibration of love and, you know, project it onto not only our family, but the people around us and nature and just feeling a sense of connectedness that nothing else has ever been able to show. And in one of my episodes, when I was interviewing um, Dr. Jahan, he was talking about how, you know, there is a reason the psilocybin was put into this fungus. It's for evolutionary purposes. We are meant to understand our oneness with this world. And, that will be able to lift the, up the consciousness of earth and help us realize who we truly are and the impact we have here. All right. So for people who are on the edge of trying the medicine, what would you tell them? First, become informed, like, you know, do your research Two, don't take this lightly. You know, it's very serious, something to take, something to take very serious with the utmost respect. Look into preparation if you're going into a high dose and, uh, you know, hold on, hold on for the ride. Oh yeah. But preparation, oh. preparation's the biggest thing. And like you said, integration, you know, just making sure that, uh, you take those lessons, learn from them and apply them and then come back for more. Beautifully. That's basically more. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, sticking through this, even with the network issues so where can- i appreciate you i was having a good conversation today. <laughs> yes this was great so where can people connect with you um i'll also list that in the show notes so my main social media that i i use is instagram it's at edward.crow so c-r-o-w-e and that's how that's how people can check in and, and see what's going on Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Edward, again, for taking the time to be here with me. And I'm excited for everyone to listen to this episode. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. It's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.